Hi there, I'm Dean Heskin, President and CEO of Swiss America Trading Corporation. And I thank you for tuning in to our podcast entitled The Secret War on Cash, where we'll take a deep dive or a good look into uh, the things that are taking place around us in the financial markets and the economy uh, and what effect, talk about what effect that may have on each and every one of us. I have with me my frequent co-host, uh, Chris Agalestos. Chris, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Just uh, sitting here watching the markets kind of clip along and wonder, <laughs> you see some of these reports coming out and you wonder when, in fact, is the shoe going to drop? Because it just seems every time I turn my head, uh, there is just another some some shred of negativity, I guess, that's kind of befalling us yeah. at this point in time. So yeah. with that, with that, with that being said, let's get right into today's topic. Uh, we'll call it data breach and cyber theft. When I say this, this article I looked at that you'll see here on your screen. When I saw it, I actually gulped uh, 26 billion records involved in this most recent data breach, 26 billion. They're actually referring to it as MOAB, which stands for the mother of all breaches, which that's not a tough sell. Um, and you'll get no argument from me. That's, that is exactly what it is. Uh, yeah. This is just one more example of many that <clears throat> we've covered recently of just how vulnerable we are with our personal information and our finances when it comes to the element of cyber cyber theft that exists around us. Um, yep. I think we all pretty much know it's out there and are kind of crossing our fingers that it just doesn't happen to us. Uh, tell us a little more about what actually happened here, Chris. Yeah. So what's uh, unique about this is someone, and we don't know who, um, or some group of, of hackers, um, took over 3000 separate breaches. They say somewhere between three and 4,000 previous uh, data breaches and combined all of the information. So they, they basically created a one-stop shop for anyone looking for, you know, personal information and, and to do no good with it. Um, so it's great for the hackers. They love this. They only have to go to this one data breach and basically grab all of our uh, information nice and, and convenient like. Um, and when I started looking through this, what, what is handy uh, for our, our listeners and viewers, if you uh, go uh, to this article, they have a list of the companies affected, at least the ones that they can confirm. Sure. And I just I just glanced at it. Right. And in, in just literally a minute or two, I noticed Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Evite, you know, those invitations uh, uh, you get uh, through your email right. to go to a party or whatnot. Uh, Luxottica, right. which is, uh, you know, if you've ever had glasses and you've gone to eye masters or, or lens crafters or sunglass hut, that's Luxottica, uh, Adobe, which, uh, you know, most of us in work have to use PDFs and Adobe reader is the program that, that views those. These are just some of the ones I noticed in a brief moment that I have used. So, so my data is right. in, <laughs> in here as well. I'm, I'm in the same pool with everybody else. And, and the real problem here is that a lot of us reuse uh, usernames and passwords uh, because it's it's easier to remember, right? And there's so many things we all have to sign up for these days. So if, if you're using uh, the same username and password with Netflix, as maybe you are with uh, your Gmail account or uh, Facebook um, or your banking accounts, anything like that, well, 
you may you may say, well, it's not a big deal that they got my information from Evite. I'm not worried about my Evite account. But if you use similar or the same login info for your banking, uh, you may want to change that. And and what they do here, it's not even just the info um, that they get, right? But they can use that info for phishing attacks and identity mm -hmm. theft. So if somebody calls you up and says that they're um, you know they're from LinkedIn and they confirm your identity by giving you the last four of your social or your email address, which is in this data leak. Uh, and now you believe them. Um, they can, they can uh, do things like uh, tell you, you know what, we accidentally made a credit into your, your banking account. We need to, uh, or we took money from your account. We need to credit that back in and they can entice you to give them some of your banking information so that they can then use that uh, for no good. And, and I actually had this happen to somebody close to me. Um, and it all happened in the, in just a couple of hours. Um, they made a very compelling, uh, presentation that maybe I would have been a, a little leery of. Um, but this person said, well, it makes sense. I did have one of those accounts. I gave them some of my info and they were actually in the process of, of taking about $10,000 uh, out of his, checking account. Luckily, he contacted us, we contacted the banks and shut it all down. Probably, we probably had about an hour or two to spare before that money would have been wired out of the account. And wow. the banks aren't going to protect you in many of those situations because you voluntarily gave your information to someone else. Even though that person was tricking you, it's not really the bank's fault that you gave it out. So. Uh, be wow. careful, change your usernames, change your passwords, especially for anything important to you. Uh, and unfortunately, this is probably something we're going to see more of, you know, continuing to happen in the future. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it definitely, it's been happening for a while. Uh, it does seem as though the frequency by which it's happening has definitely increased. Um, mm -hmm. Just, uh, it's in fact, in, in related news to that, to the digital world uh, that we all now live in, this next article has JP Morgan talking about how the US dollar is losing its dominance that it's enjoyed for so long mm -hmm. uh, to cryptos and digital currencies. So again, right back into this digital world, uh, when, you, when you talk about currency, uh, it's very easy for people in the digital world to come in and have a breach like we just, like we just talked about. And with a breach, gain access to your funds, your, your bank accounts, and your currencies, especially in this this new day and age that we're living in, um, there's no doubt that these digital currencies have been steadily trying to establish a place themselves, a place for themselves. Excuse me, in the financial world, and they seem yeah. to be doing a pretty good job of it. Um, mm -hmm. The question I think we have to look at is that the digital currency option is it is it good or is it just is it is it that good of an option or is it just that the U.S. dollar option is just that bad? Uh, maybe it's a combination of both. You yeah. know, what I'm afraid of, Chris, is that with, with all the pressure our economy is under right now, I'm I'm concerned it's things like this that could throw the whole thing, our markets, our economy, into a deadly nosedive. I mean, is is this our future? Digital currencies, is this where we're going to be going or where we're going to be a few years from now? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, the, the, the train has already left the station, as they say. So it's it's not a matter of if it's coming, it's when is it going to arrive? And and I can't tell you because clients ask all the time, you know, is this going to, to be put into place in the next uh, two weeks, next two years, next five years? Uh, I, I can't say. 
but we're definitely heading there because it already exists. Um, you know, a lot of people I'm sure have heard of Bitcoin, which uh, in effect is a, a digital uh, currency. And so, uh, and the governments don't like that, right? Because they, they can't control Bitcoin. That's you know, one of the selling features is that Bitcoin is completely, um, or the idea of it is, is completely free and, and not controlled by, uh, by the world's governments and, and banking system. So how, how is the, the U.S., for example, going to compete with that? Well, they, they have to create their own uh, digital uh, currency. Um, and so it's going to be the opposite of Bitcoin and where it's completely free, it's going to be completely controlled. So that's one of the things that people really are, are kind of up in arms about, you know, our, our, obviously our dollar is already very controlled. Um, but you know, I can grab a $20 bill out of my, my pocket and, and go buy a, a coffee, uh, or gas for my car or, uh, ammunition, uh, you know, to go to the shooting range. And nobody knows that I spent that dollar, but in going with a completely digital system, uh, everything is going to be on the record. And a lot of people feel like, um, you know, some of these uh, problems we're seeing with our currency and bank shutdowns and things like this are a great way for the government to be able to step in and say, yet again, people don't worry, we will protect you and uh, strip us of some of our privacies. Um, and, and it's going to be completely transparent. So they will know what you're spending your money on, um, which some people say, well, that's, that's not a big deal. Maybe, um, you know, maybe when you're, when you're buying your coffee, it's not a big deal. But again, let's say you're buying ammunition and, um, you know, we, we have a government that is, that is uh, going towards, you know, reducing, uh, you know, firearms and trying to control firearms more. Or what if uh, the government says gasoline cars should be completely outlawed and um, now your, your digital uh, ID card won't allow you to pay for, for gasoline? Um, you know, you need to right. buy an electric car and use it to pay for a charging station. So it's, it's just one more thing where they can track us. Uh, we, can, we, we lose privacy. And, and I always tell people, look, it, if the government knows where every dollar is, where it's being spent, what that really gives them is a nice roadmap of how they can tax us to get at our money. If they know where it's all going, they can implement different types of taxes and tariffs and and strip right. more of our wealth. And so I think that's the the real underlying uh, problem here. And and yeah, it's I mean it's eminent. I, I just don't know exactly when, but be prepared. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's interesting because as as the digital currencies have been on the rise, uh, a lot of the appeal that it, they present to people are the same uh, dynamics or same aspects that uh, people will achieve through getting into the product that we offer, meaning physical gold, mm -hmm. physical silver. Uh, yep. You have better privacy. Uh, it's not government per se controlled. Um, you know, there, there's been talks about how like the cryptos will do well in inflationary times, which gold historically or traditionally has done for thousands of years now. Um, mm -hmm. The one distinct advantage, certainly with with gold versus any kind of digital currency, is that gold has that physicality. It has a value based on right. substance. And it's not something that you can you'll wake up one day and it just has evaporated into the ether uh, like right. a digital currency can or a bank account can. Uh, and that's that's the strength and that's the value. And, 
you know, being diversified and specifically with that diversification, being into physical metal. So thank you, Chris, for that. And if you'd like yep. any more information uh, on what's going on in the digital world of cash, uh, anything going on in the physical metal, uh, physical gold and silver marketplace, I should say, please, if you haven't already, contact our office. Uh, you can call us toll free at 1-800-289-2646. Uh, or visit us online at www.swissamerica, all one word, dot com. Uh, there's a ton of very valuable resources there that can uh, help you in the first step that everyone should take when it comes to finances, and that is education. Uh, once you gain that education, that understanding, then you can maybe look at perhaps the next step of getting involved and becoming diversified into these different areas. So thanks for joining us, Chris. And if you uh, haven't, if you're not already following this podcast, please do. And if you're not following us on social media, do that as well. Uh, we'll look forward to more episodes like this, where we get into real life situations that are changing and developing around us every day. I'm Dean Heskin, and this has been Chris Agalestos. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Take care.